Hi friends, happy Thursday. Welcome back to another episode of Chatterbox. Um, today I'm talking to Kaylee and getting the 411 on everything she's been up to and some interesting plans that she has for her future. Um, I was really excited to talk to Kaylee. Uh, we actually have a lot of stuff in common as far as how we wanna see the future of our practice go. Um, and then we also got to chat about some stuff we've been up to in quarantine and how we're staying fit and focused. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I loved getting to talk to Kaylee and catch up. Um, and I hope you guys are staying happy and healthy and that midterms aren't hitting too hard. Hope to see you guys all soon and hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, Megan. <laughs> These intros never get easier. They're so weird. Um, it's good to see you. I've missed you. You too. It's been a little while. So I saw you at the kickoff picnic, but I don't think I've seen you since. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so it's strange. Me. We're like kind of seeing everyone in different pieces. I, think no. I know I saw some people there, but there's some people that I haven't seen since March, which is crazy to think about. I know it's wild. So fill us in from March till now. What have you been up to? Yeah, so I was at Phoenix at the end of March um, when things kind of got put on pause. So we had a little while. I know you were there too. So, you know, kind of the whole process we went through, but so we eventually did get started with teletherapy. So we did that until I think the end of June or whenever that ended up, I don't really remember. It's all a blur from now to, from then till now, but yes, I did teletherapy online, which was fun. Um, and then I mostly just had free time at my apartment, like didn't really do anything until we had our summer class and then just trying to stay away from people and socially distant, you know? And so yeah, I didn't do a whole lot. And then Cheyenne, my wonderful former roommate, lived with me for a little while. And then she was kind of back and forth between Greensboro and home um, during that time. And so, yeah, she finally moved out around July-ish, I think, was when it finally, she moved out and we had to say goodbye, which was sad, but I'm excited for her and Trent. Um, so, yeah, I ended up getting a new roommate since then. So that's exciting that I don't, I'm not just here by myself with Ari. Um, but, yeah. And so now I'm at Randolph Health in Asheboro at the hospital for my placement there this semester. Cool. So I didn't realize last time we talked, you didn't have a new roommate, but now you do. Yeah, yeah I guess that has been since I'd seen you. That was, she moved in the, I don't even know, the, the middle of August, maybe okay. Somewhere around there. So probably right after we chatted. What's the, what's the dirt on her? Are you guys good? Is it a decent living situation? Yeah, it's all good. I really don't see her a lot. Our schedules are kind of opposite. So we'll like see each other in passing like, hi, bye. And that's about it. But yeah, we get along. So that's really a blessing. She just can't compare to Cheyenne, of course. <laughs> no, nobody can. <laughs> and you have a little cat, right? That's Ari? Yeah. Ari, mm -hmm. I don't know, you might be able to see him. He's chilling on the bed behind me. Um, he's my, I'll pick my computer up so you can see. I know everyone else won't be able to see him, but he is my little buddy. Oh, he's <laughs> I got him when I was at Ash. 
Oh, he's bigger than I thought. <laughs> Every once in a while, I see him pop up behind your shoulder in class. And I think that he's so tiny, but <laughs> he doesn't look so tiny. Yeah, his brother is bigger than he is. And so I think when they when we had them both together, my old roommate had adopted his brother. So we got them at the same time. He would eat and pig out on all the food. So Ari like didn't eat as much. So once I we moved out into different places, uh, she's in Colorado now and then I'm here, obviously. Um, he has put on so much weight since then, which is really funny. <laughs> well, it's winter it's time. I feel like I've put, on, I've put on some of them pounds too, so. We're in it together. <laughs> We're getting it <Yes>. done. <laughs> so tell me about your placement. You said you're in Randolph in Asheboro? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so it's a more rural hospital. Um, so my supervisor had told me when we had first chatted that it's kind of they get to see the whole range of stuff from early intervention to adults and dysphagia cognition like all the different things which is neat so i was really excited about that but i thought since it was at a hospital it was going to be more the medical stuff but it's kind of turned out that i've had a lot more of early intervention like really little kids which was so not what i was expecting and not really what i want to do after i graduate so that's been interesting but um, yeah, it just because of COVID, it, since it's a smaller hospital, they don't have enough of the resources there to really handle a lot of COVID patients. So they closed down their ICU once things started getting really bad with COVID here. And so they started sending everyone to the old women's hospital here in Greensboro that then they had converted into the like COVID unit. Um, so their ICU has been shut down for the past several months. They're trying to open it up. They said sometime in October, probably. We'll see if that happens or not. Anyway, so we haven't been seeing any of the super like medically fragile um, patients. So it's been more just kind of like routine meal checks and swallow like clinical bedside stuff. We've gotten to do some modifieds too. Um, they don't have fees there. So I haven't been able to see that hands-on, but I feel like I've gotten to hang in the modifieds a lot more. So grateful for that. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of early intervention stuff with the little kids. So, so would you be considered like acute, inpatient, outpatient? We're both. We have um, probably more outpatient just right now um, with the little kids and then, but we do still do some of the inpatient too. Okay. So you get a little flavor of everything. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I really enjoyed that because I, like I said, I don't really want to work with little kids after I graduate. So it's been nice that I can kind of get that experience and kind of learn a little bit about that population and how to do services with them without having to designate a whole semester to being in that environment and just doing early intervention. So yeah. I'm really yeah, happy about how that turned out. Absolutely. Because I think especially this year with so many hours at a single placement, it's kind of like, yeah, I need to, well, not anymore. Uh, thanks, Asha, but we don't yeah. need those 20s anymore. But it's kind of like, oh my gosh, do I really want to spend 32 hours a week or 40 hours a week at a placement that I know I'm I'm not necessarily going to enjoy. But if you get a little taste of everything, then you don't have mm -hmm. to designate that full amount of time to something even though, so you get to learn it and experience it, but don't have to be all in. Yeah, that's really, I'm super thankful for that because it's been fun. And I feel like with us, we've all had school experience pretty much um, this last year. And then now it's kind of like, okay, we get more diverse options this year. So it'll be fun to get to try and even though we, most of us won't be able to do sniffs just with COVID, um, at least we can get kind of wider range of things to be like, oh, I really like this or I don't like this. I know I'm not super like dead set on doing one thing after I graduate. So, mm -hmm. so what would you say is like, 
your favorite part of your placement and then maybe like your least favorite part of your placement? Good question. So I feel like favorite is probably just that it is a little bit slower paced so I can really like take time to ask questions to my supervisor and we can like interact with patients and not be like, bam, 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 have to get to the next place and super, super busy all the time. But then that's also kind of like my least favorite thing that I'm like, oh, sometimes we'll have downtime and I'm like, oh, I want to be doing something or like, you know, just be busy. And so mm -hmm. kind of trade off the good thing and a bad thing. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how do you feel that the early intervention stuff you're doing right now is different from the school placement? Because these kids are younger, right? So what what is yeah. kind of different in the way you approach therapy i feel like the biggest thing is just not having them be super stationary and like sitting at a table and doing sucks i know that was really the expectation when we were at phoenix because i was with the older group um when i was there so really just being on the floor and like playing with them and doing stuff so it's less structured really than what we were doing i feel like that's been kind of a struggle for me is adapting to that child directed and like child-led play instead of like me coming in and being like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We've got XYZ planned out all of our behavioral objectives and all that fun stuff we had to write out last year. Um, so yeah, that's just been really different and like a harder mindset. I feel like for me to get into like go time and ready for the kids like that. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's just something that with practice, obviously like anything, you just got to practice and it'll get easier and come more naturally. Yeah, for sure. I think child directed is something that like you definitely learn, but it's like, okay. Uh, and you don't even have time to think. So it's like, you either know it or you don't. It's one of the most sink or swim parts of our profession, I think, because I've got some little kids I'm seeing right now. And I'm like, what are we even playing with? Because they bring over their toy. And I'm like, I don't know how this works. And then it's like, uh, okay, what language can I get out of it? But, and then you start talking and you're like, oh, that was a great point. Like, <laughs> sweet day, pat on my back. And then other times I think I just sit there and I'm like, uh. Yeah, <laughs> right when you think you're like getting where this is going and you're tracking and then they switch gears. You wait too long to think they're already trying to drag something else out to play with and getting into who knows what. So, yeah. <laughs> crazy time keeps you on your toes but it's sure. funny they say the silliest stuff and it's great when you like we had one little girl who she's about two years old really not talking very much at all and so the other day we just had a session her dad is really involved and will always sit in and so just seeing that like like light bulb go off when they start really talking and will say new novel words that I hadn't heard her say yet and that the other main therapist my supervisor hadn't seen her say yet like that's really awesome feeling so I feel like that's been a really high point for me and <laughs> just kind yeah. of with witnessing that happen for sure I think especially with kids like because the parents light up and then you light up and then the kids like oh I did something good sweet day <laughs> but I don't know do you, oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. do you see stuff like that with your adult patients too like I, ha I don't have a ton of experience as far as adults go so do they get as hype as the little kids do so not really in my experience, because what the patients that we've seen, it's more just kind of screening them for dysphagia and like we'll do a bedside or sometimes a modified, but we don't really have outpatient for therapy for swallowing. Um, so I haven't really gotten to see that work. Most of the people will see and it's like, okay, they're fine. Um, or they'll be here with us for a little while and we'll diagnose them and then they'll get shipped off to Cone or to somewhere else around there. So we don't really get to see as much of the progression of care with them. 
Gotcha. And are most of your adult clients or your adult patients, would they be primarily dysphagia or do you, do you do anything with cognition? Yeah, we had, um, we've had two people that have come in for cognition um, over the time I've been there, but both of them were getting ready to be discharged once I came on. So it was just while I was kind of in the observation period and watching my therapist. There was also a guy that was coming in for LSVT, which obviously I wasn't providing that services, but I had just gotten to observe one of the other um, FLPs on staff while she was doing that, which was neat because I had never seen that done before. Yeah. Can you walk us through what that was like? Because I know we talked about that in class all the time, but I don't, I've never seen it. Sure. So it's really structured. Um, you had the same kind of stuff that you'll do for a couple weeks. It's big time commitment, which I didn't realize maybe this is something we had talked about in class and I just didn't pick up on it, but you're committed to coming. I think it's four times a week, either three or four times a week. Um, and then there, I believe that still 30 minute sessions. And so you come in and you'll start out just saying, doing kind of vocal warm up kind of things that you'll just say, ah, and like hold it out for an X amount of time. Um, and then you'll go start out saying, ah, and then go an octave higher and then stop and then do an octave lower. And you'll do, I think it's 10 trials of each, something like that, maybe eight. Um, and then you kind of progress throughout the session and then you'll end up, you have 10 phrases that you go through each time that are like a, functional phrase that you use a lot of the uh, times every day and so it could be just really whatever the client wants to do so they'll go through and say their phrases eight or ten times whatever the quantity is and then you just kind of build up so the first half it's basically just the like saying ah and the sentences um and then as you move on later towards the end of therapy then they'll start doing conversation stuff or reading a passage things like that more connected speech and so the goal, they have a little microphone that you've set. There's a tape measure. So you have to be a certain distance between the listener and, um, or the speaker and the microphone. And so you'll have that microphone that tracks the loudness too. So you record the decibels and all that. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because, yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, I feel like we know what it is, but we don't know what it is, you know. But that's, a, yeah, that's a huge time commitment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I know I was surprised about that. Like it makes sense, I guess, for something that's that program that, okay, you have to do this and get X score for everything. And that it just is so perfect. It makes sense that you would need to come for that amount of time and for that level of commitment. And then you also have homework basically um, that you do every day for just practicing the same stuff that you in therapy with the goal being that you can self-regulate at the end of the therapy period and not have to keep coming back in like you know I'm speaking at this is the loudness level I need to be at and I can maintain this so then you actually are supposed to commit to doing those exercises for the rest of your life just to maintain that same like cognitive awareness of your speech so wow. that's also interesting and I didn't ever know that before so yeah it's a big commitment for people but yeah oh my god there's a lot of research for it so I don't know if I could see my clients four days a week. I like to wear the same pair of pants at least every other day. <laughs> I feel like somebody call me out eventually. <laughs> or like do my hair the same way or yeah, even washing my hair. Oh, I feel like that's all I yeah. talk about is how infrequently I wash my hair. But legitimately, like you, I look like a totally different person Monday compared to Thursday. They'd probably be like, who the heck are you? My therapist? Yeah, right. She was cute on Monday. She isn't cute now. 
Oh, your hair always looks good, Megan, even if you don't wash it. So I feel like, don't worry about it. If you can get away without it, don't worry about it. <laughs> You're too nice. This is why we put you on the podcast. Because, <laughs> no, I know it doesn't. That was very sweet. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's pretty cool. So, so I know you said that you don't necessarily want to work with the little kids when you're older, but you're not exactly sure what exactly you want to be doing, like the specific track. Do you see yourself in a medical setting? Yeah. So this is interesting. I also didn't know you were interested in doing travel therapy after graduation, but that's something I've been looking into since high school. So that's what I want to do at least for a few years. Yeah. And so just to kind of get experience in different settings and see what I really like um, and also pay back loans. That's really helpful. <laughs> if you're traveling and not having to make a payment, you get a housing stipend, not have to pay for living in one place. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm looking at doing travel therapy. Hope and more medical. I'm leaning towards hospital rather than sniff. Um, but yeah, I don't know, just because I haven't had that experience with acute care really and doing the more intensive inpatient that I don't know how I'll like that. So I want to definitely, hopefully if I can get a placement doing more of that side of things next semester, that would be ideal. But yeah, so I want to do more medical stuff and we'll kind of narrow it down from there. Yeah. So do you know, you said you've been looking at it since like high school and when you were applying for undergrad and stuff, it's new mm -hmm. for me. Like, do you know a lot, any more information or stuff like that? Like why, I guess, why did it appeal to you and why does it continue to appeal to you beyond just that you'd be in multiple settings? Yeah, so I definitely have done a lot of research on it. So it's something that if you're interested in or anybody else who's listening, hit me up and I will share my Google Docs. I have all the like random notes that I've compiled from different sources and stuff. Um, but yeah, so it really just appeals to me because one, like I don't have any ties here to Greensboro or North Carolina in general. Um, so I just kind of feel like while I'm young and have the opportunity to go and see other places and experience different settings that might as well just go and do that. Um, and then ultimately, I'd like to move to Ecuador um, and be involved with speech in some capacity there. And so it's really a developing field there. It's not as common and there's definitely a need for providers there and for education. So I'd like to get involved. There are a couple of university programs there. Somehow get involved with the universities and maybe teach down the line. We'll see. Um, yeah, just be involved with that. Um, it's kind of the goal. So getting experience here while I can from different places in the U.S. where it's more, we have more resources. I feel like that would be really beneficial for me before I go there and might be kind of isolated in terms of other professional outlets. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And you've been to Ecuador already, right? Yeah, I've been the last five out of the last six summers. This last one, obviously, with COVID, I wasn't able to go, but the five I, consecutive before that. <laughs> I didn't realize you've gone that many times. That's awesome. Do you go with like a specific program? Not really. I had gone with my church um, the first year, and there's a missionary who lives there year round and just works with the local churches there. So I've just gone back to work with them. And so from being there, I've gotten to know a lot of the pastors and people who live there um, and have a lot of friends there. So I'll just go and work with them and stay for most of the summer. So it's been a really awesome opportunity. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cool. It's like your second home. Yeah, it really is. I get homesick for there when I'm in the U.S. <laughs> Way more than I ever get. Yeah, that's so cool. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. Have you talked to Dr. Hinton at all? Have, 
have you told her kind of where you're at or asked her any advice? Because I know she kind of is about practice all over the all over the world too kind of thing. Yeah, not as much. I think she knows that that's what I want to do um, down the line, but just since that's a little bit further off in the future, I haven't talked to her as much um, about it. Yeah. I mean, I know she's pretty specific in, in her her vein of speech and language pathology being with cleft and stuff, but that would be awesome just to kind of do like a tete-a-tete kind of share info kind of deal, but sweet day. And who knows, maybe we'll end up in California or Colorado or Massachusetts together if we're both traveling. Yeah, we could be roommates sometime. How cool would that be? End up in the same city. <laughs> oh, well, I might have to give Cheyenne a run for her money. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying, I'm a pretty good time. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So your family is from where? I know you're North Carolina, but where specifically? Yeah, they're from near Raleigh, from Pequay Verena. Okay. That. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't really intend to end up back there necessarily? Not really. I think it was a good place growing up, but I just don't really have any desire to go back there at least for a while. So yeah. Yep. Pretty cool. Wow. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Oh, this is such cool information. Yeah. Well, have you been doing anything to keep yourself sane since the semester started? I'm sure you're like pretty busy and, and yeah, that fast and go is hard on the body to be like one day all in move, 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 move. And then the next day to be like, okay, when's our next one kind of thing. So how have you been doing now that we're at midterms? How's it feeling? Yeah, so I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like Natalie, I think had made the same observation that classes this year have been a little bit easier just since we have less and it's more focused on our externships. So I feel like that I've been really thankful for not having to stress about classes and getting so much work done. So I feel like I've had a little bit more time to myself. Um, but I've actually, since we last talked, tried the MK Fit Her Hit Hop class <gasps> online. Yes, <laughs> I've been loving those. It's really fun. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, yeah, I usually do the workout videos. I think I know I've told you this before but for anyone else, the fitness lender, their online classes. I do those a lot just to like get up and get moving. I feel like I'll go crazy if I just come home and sit down at my computer. <laughs> Who knows how many hours. So I always try and do those every day or go for a run at the Arboretum. I live really close to there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and playing with Ari, he's obviously good distraction from any work and stress or anything going on yeah oh my gosh that's so funny okay I am such a big fan everyone listening mk fit emk fit is a youtube channel and she makes these hit hop videos so they're dance moves but it's in a hip fashion it is awesome she has early 2000s. She's got girl groups. She's got man crush groups. She's got high school musical. She's got Taylor musical. Swift. She does it all. She has Disney. I think there's so much fun. And they're only like 20 minutes. And I yeah, do. Yeah, it's not that at all. I yeah, you do. If you like get into it, it's really like it's more hit style. So you can still kind of feel like you're really working out and doing some lunges or doing whatever um, other exercises, but it's really fun, like upbeat. So you, it just feels more like you're dancing than actually working out. <laughs> yeah. And then it's over like that. And you're like, sweet day, got my workout in. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so glad you did that. That's so funny. <laughs> I literally think you know, our phones were listening to us constantly and it popped up as one of my suggested things on YouTube. And I was like, wait, I think this is what Megan was telling me about. And so I was like, let me give this a try. And had your seal of approval. And so, yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so funny. Do you remember? I don't, well, I think I sent this to the group, but I don't know if, if I actually sent it or not, but I think in the beginning of quarantine, like maybe April, May, I think I sent a group message in the group me and said like, would you guys do a Zumba video if I made one? Yes, I remember that. We're still waiting, Megan. This is what we need in our life. No, <laughs> they're like, we made it to midterms. I know. I am so to it now. <laughs> no, I'm so delirious at this point. It would be like ridiculous, but those MK fit videos are much better than anything I could pull off. So hit them up. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty impressive because I didn't realize you were as like focused and determined with the working out and stuff as as you had told me. And I think that's so cool. And like that's something I try to keep too to keep me sane. Cause I'll, I'll freak out, especially I'm at home. So just sitting at home, I'm like, I can't do it. I need something <laughs> But I imagine you yeah, can. Wanna... We're lagging. I <laughs> uh, no, I was gonna say, I'm just so torn with the gym because I miss being able to go. No, I don't want to go anyone else at risk I mean going so oh, might be sticking with homework I know I'm so excited the gym's open but at the same time don't want to go like I, I want to go and get my workout in but there's no part of me that wants to do that with a mask on yeah that I don't know how I feel about that either yeah I'm already hmm. breaking out from wearing the mask anyway, the sporting the the mask need the good look. I'm like, I don't need to go sweat a buttload because I sweat like nobody's business yeah. and then have that mask on and just sit on my face for an hour. But who knows? Candace has already probably been to her hardcore CrossFit gym a million times, but I just got my dumbbells and my plate and my yoga mat there you go <laughs> although does your cat does he ever make like get in the way when you're working out sometimes he does sometimes if I'm like doing jumping lunges or something like that this one movement he really will like try and pounce on my feet so I usually just kind of keep an eye on him while I'm working out if he seems really chill and like he's passed out of sleep then it's fine sometimes I'll like go in the living room and just shut my bedroom door so he can't come in there and interfere but yeah yeah for this part he's pretty chill yeah because we uh, I said in the in one of the episodes my roommate just got a puppy and he's little like he's 12 weeks old right now but I'm still trying to work out but also like if he's napping in the bathroom I'm like okay he's napping it's the perfect time but then he wakes up almost five minutes in and I'm like oh and he sits on my feet and I'm dancing <laughs> I know. So I didn't know you're doing something. I know. And then like I'll do like these like moving kind of squat lunge things that are part of the dance. And somehow he times it perfectly when I'm at my lowest point in the middle and he pounces and I'm like, how did you know how to do that? 
He must have the music. He wants to dance with you. I know, he yes. knows the beat. <laughs> All right, well, I'm glad to know it's not just him. It's, it's a general animal consensus. But I'm like, what the heck? Go back yep, to you're alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. We'll have to go out on your deck so he can just watch you through the window and still like be involved, but not actually interfering. <laughs> I know. I know, because I did barricade him at one point because he was sleeping in the bathroom and I was in the living room. So I barricaded him, but with like a box and he got his front paws up on the box and was like sliding himself right and sliding himself left when I was moving in those directions. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then he knocked down the barricade. So it was very useless, but yep. <laughs> what can you do? So I won one funny client story and I want to know something that may, has made you happy recently. Okay, sure. So funny client story. Um, this one, I had to think. I feel like there was something that happened really recently and I cannot remember what it was, but I will tell you about one of our just general clients that um, he's just always a hoot. And so he is a really big Trump supporter. And so he will come in decked out like in all of his Trump paraphernalia, like hat, shoes, socks, not shoes, socks, sweatshirt, like the whole nine yards. He will come in and is always trying to get mine and my supervisor's political views. So he'll like always make little comments like, oh, such and such and trying to feel out where we're at. And then obviously trying to support Trump and advocate for that. So it's always like he would just say the craziest thing and start talking about all these random conspiracy theories and stuff. It's a mess. But after, I guess, whenever it came out about Nancy Pelosi getting her haircut in the salon, he comes in and goes, did y'all hear about that Madam Pelosi? And start just went off on a whole train. It was hilarious. Oh, yes, Madam. I love it. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I had a client similar, um, very politically oriented, but not in the same direction. And he would come and talk to me. And, it, it, you know, as a student, it's hard because it's like, I don't want to engage it. I don't like, I just don't want to say anything wrong. But at the same time, like, that was a big part of his life as I guess it is for this man if he's gonna buy all the merch but um, I was like oh, okay and we kind of talked about it without talking about it um and then it got to the point where he'd just be like yeah I have no idea where you stand so he just kind of talked to himself and then be like all right let's get back to our words <laughs> because he needed to say it but he was like I can't get anything out of her, so I'm going to say it, and then we'll refocus, kind of thing. Yep. Oh, man, Adam, feels so regal. Yes, I know. <laughs> be called Madam. Not until I'm, like, 60, but once I turn 60, you best be calling me Madam. Have to tuck that away yep. in your mind when you turn 60. <laughs> That's, like, my dad... My dad has decided when he is a grandfather, you know how it can be like grandpa, um, poppy, pop-pop, like all different kinds of stuff. So my dad's parents are grandma and grandpa and my mom's parents are Nana and pop-pop. So my mom wants to be Nana, but my dad has decided that he will be known and called um papa Wow. Or grandfather. It, 
and you have to say it just like that. So he's between the two, but we're either um papa and it sounds like a friggin' band, like I don't even know what, or grandfather, and we're from who knows where. <laughs> so the whole range from super informal. Yep. <laughs> Very formal. It's ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> that's who he is. I, I I have no idea where I get it, but that's my dad. <laughs> That's, that's so great. awesome. <laughs> um, I want to know something that's made you happy. Okay. Honestly, just the weather these past couple days has made me very happy. And I don't know why that's such a simple thing, but yeah, just the really sunny drive because I have about a 30 minute drive from my apartment to the hospital every day. So I really enjoy when there's nice weather, especially after it was a couple of maybe last week or the week before when it was just pouring down rain. Like it was awful trying to see and drive home that whole time. And the day after it was super sunny and bright. And I was just, thank you. This is wonderful. I needed this. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's yep. awesome. I definitely agree. Like I, I think fall, I'm, I want to take a poll, but I'm pretty sure fall is like everyone's favorite season. So it feels really unoriginal, but like, I love fall. And yeah, mm-hmm. you get the sunshine, you get all the different colors, you get that nice breeze. And I love driving with my windows open too. So even having just like a little bit of a chill, oh my gosh, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. I break out all the fall sweaters. So nice. Mm-hmm. Well, and like, vitamin D, hello. I don't know that I've ever felt healthier than when I just sit outside for an hour and do nothing. And then I come inside and I'm like, I could change the world. I'm positive of it. And I don't even know why. <laughs> I just got my sunshine. I'm like a plant. I felt very real. Yep. That's what I was going to say. You got your energy ready to go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it's like, Ooh, I'm simultaneously really tired and really like ready to go because I think the sun takes it out of me, but I still feel ready to go. That's part of it. That's awesome. And I think you're right. Like, I don't know. Have you always loved driving? Yeah, I really have. I have not, but since quarantine... I appreciate leaving my house so much more. So like getting in the car is like exciting now. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I definitely sometimes will just get, we live super close to one of the um, places to get on the highway. So sometimes I'll just get on there and kind of like loop around. <laughs> so I'm not actually driving anywhere. Just to, you know, <laughs> like you said, just keep going somewhere. So you're not actually going anywhere. It's like I need to go do something. <laughs> Yep, that's when you know you've reached peak boredom. You need to go out and get some vitamin D at that point. Yep, you go for a hike. <laughs> Restimulate that brain a little bit. <laughs> that is so funny. Let me just take a loop. I don't need to go anywhere, but why not? <laughs> it's a pro tip, people. It's a pro tip. Yep. <laughs> that yep, for all your fun quarantine activities. <laughs> Locking my cat out of the room, working out, driving around with nowhere to go. <laughs> Watch Grey's Anatomy, counted as studying for your externship. I mean, doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Some of the best things, but it's so necessary, I feel like. Yeah, it really is. Just finding some little way to keep your sanity up and just 
feel like you have a purpose and still something going on, even if you're just staying at home for 90% of the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like, you don't realize how much you're actually doing when you are home. Like, we were still taking classes. We were still seeing our clients. Like, for those of us who are still home working, like, you're working. But it's kind of a weird feeling because you're home, too. So it's got its pros and cons, but I don't think you realize how exhausted you get. So, like, you need that veg time. Yeah, I know. I've kept working for Dr. Mendez. I was her GA last semester, mm-hmm. and I've still kept working for her this semester, too. She has a separate grant that she's working on, so I've been doing some stuff for that. But yeah, like you said, even though if I'm when I'm back at the house, a lot of times I'm not just chilling. Like I have stuff to do here that's still more online. But yeah, it's a exciting time. So I'm glad we can still have that ability to work remotely and not have to show up and be able to be somewhere physically in person to still get things done and still feel like you're being accomplished and not just completely vegging out laying around the house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, strike a good balance. You know, the in between. Yeah, take those those pointless drives to who knows where and back watch your Grace anatomy doing it all and watch mk fit i am a big fan and some other guy i don't know his name but i'm gonna send it in the group me he's very handsome so it's fun to watch and fun to do all around great experience we'll definitely check that out <laughs> i'll have to link it i promise <laughs> but that's a awesome I'm so glad that we got to talk today and I'm so glad that you're enjoying the weather because I definitely am too and I feel like fall has a lot of outdoor activities and so like I think it'll be a lot easier to be able to like do something on the weekend while still staying staying safe so I'm excited for for what's coming next even if it's just you know you sit at a bonfire four feet apart and roast marshmallows love a good s'more. Yes, I have done that. I'm thankful one of my friends from church has a bonfire um, pit at their house. So we've done a couple of things just super spread out, you know, mm-hmm. but still gone out and like roasted hot dogs and veggie hot dogs for me <laughs> and s'mores <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Uh, really that is fun awesome. too. <laughs> yes, that is great. That is a great summer to fall transition. That would be, that would be my happy thing. I love s'mores but I'm glad you're enjoying your placement and I'm glad you like your new roommates so far um, and that you and, and your cat boy are, are having a good time together. Yes, it's so nice to chat with you, Megan, and I love hearing your little synopsis too in your first episode. I'd listen to it right when you sent it out to everybody. <laughs> It was so fun. I feel like it's been great to start catching up with everyone. And I look forward to everybody else's episodes too. Aw, <laughs> awesome. I'm I'm like, I'm so excited by all the positive feedback it's been getting. Like I was kind of nervous it was going to flop and it was going to be the kind of thing where I just kind of announced it and then nobody really followed through. But I've gotten so much like positive feedback, which is so awesome. Because I think like, like I said to Natalie, I said alone, I'm going to say probably... 15 more times but like I love all of you guys and it's so hard when it you're not like directly connected or like there's you know distance or space or we're at different placements or stuff like that to to connect and really know what's going on and and I really want to and I think a lot of other people do so I'm definitely glad to have you on and now people can know about you and we can keep finding about other people too yeah 
so thankful you set this up. It's so cool. <laughs> well, if that's not a plug to keep signing up, folks, keep signing up. That's no, all I'm going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, we need to get you set up with like an Instagram account for this so we can totally blast everyone. Put a little reminders about Megan's podcast dropping today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, all right. Maybe we'll make you in charge of PR. This thing's going to explode. I can all right. feel it. <laughs> Good coordinator. Have some polls, lots of interaction with everyone. Stay tuned, people. <laughs> oh, we're going to do it. This is going to be great. You guys had no idea what was coming. You have unleashed the beast. <laughs> awesome. Well, I will let you go. It's that time of night where I need to refill my wine glass. So <laughs> I am so glad we got to talk. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Of course. We'll talk soon.